Cosmic Reality Radio is sponsored by Mystical Wares Online Store, the world's largest inventory of Shungite products and energy devices, where coupon code SAVE10 will get you 10% off your entire order. Visit us at mysticalwares.com. All orders over $100 will automatically receive a free one-ounce bag of small Shungite nuggets. Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, where our hearts are our master. A production of CosmicReality.com. And welcome to the Cosmic Reality Show. It's January 30th, 2024. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. Um, okay, so what 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 was happening was Dolly had asked uh, Walt if he felt comfortable talking about, you know, what's happening with his mom. And at first he said, no, I'm not sure. And then he started telling us, and so I'm going to ask him again. Do you want to share that with us, Walt? Sure, it's nothing gruesome, it's just somebody, it'll just give you some insight as to what's going on, going on out there in the world of medical science, if you can call it that. Uh, the So far, we have, uh, okay, it's a... Uh, the operation was successful because the the doctor was able to see where, where the damage to the anal passage was. It was corrected. She Her bleeding stopped. So everything was moving really, really good, really positive. Now, one thing that I didn't know this because I ha- I'm not a, I'm not a law- I'm not a lawyer. I don't know about the law, about these places. Uh, it it turns out today I, I was informed by someone who works in 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 these business contracts in the hospital that the reason my mother is in that facility is that because she's tied to a state contract. There was a, a contract written by the state that stipulates that. She's in that facility, and that's where she's getting treatment. And unless she's in the facility, you have to pay for this out of your own pocket, which is impossible, absolutely impossible. I can't pay. <laughs> it's, it's a miracle I can, I, can, I can pay for the electricity coming out of the lab, so there's no way that, that I can pay that for that. So... Uh, I had a very long conversation between the doctor and this woman, and I said something. This something doesn't make sense to me. Okay, I I understand what you are saying, but she asked me uh, what is my version of the story in order to get an idea of the information that she got from the social worker at this facility, and according to the social worker at this facility, my only complaint of the facility is that my mother was going to be moved from the fourth floor to the second floor, so 
that I was not pleased with where she was going to be moved to. And I started laughing because I said, what a load of crap. I said, that is not the reason for my complaint. I, I've told the story to every person who would listen in the hospital. I've told every single male male doctor, every female doctor, every nurse, and anyone who had ears to listen re received the, the very same version of the events from me. How these people, in their brutish way of doing things, they damaged my mother. And because they damaged, they, they caused a tremendous hemorrhage. In fact, it was it was it was something to make you puke because she uh, she was she was put to wear something that looked like looks like a, a, a what do you call it an adult diaper. That adult diaper had so much blood in it. It looked like it had two two gallons of, of blood inside the, the diaper. That's what that's, that's what was pouring out of her because that's that's the damage that that, that was caused. When the uh, this supposedly for, uh, what do you call it nurse assistant, uh, he was she was so violent when she cleaned her, he actually damaged the opening of the anal of the anal passage, and in, and in fact when they they took her into the hospital and we were having the little discussion, they were going you know everybody's talking about well we have to look into what if she has uh, has. Uh, cancer or what she has it and I kept saying no impossible she has no cancer that's not possible because it was all recent the damage is as a recent it's something that is happening right now it when somebody gets it's going to get cancer it's going to be something that is going to evolve over time that's not the case here what happened is that when she finally got to the operating room and they started, they did something, not a colonoscopy, something called a sphygmum, a longer word, it's a, it's, a, it's a smaller kind of colonoscopy. It is a, a colonoscopy, but it's only smaller. And they, and they, they actually, they did that and they actually made sure that she didn't have uh, any other 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 thing, so I was proven right. Whatever was the damage that was found on her was actually recent. It, it was very very recent, but you know they were able to correct it. Uh, the bleeding stopped, so that they did a tremendous job correct, correcting that. But now the when uh, when this this. Uh, uh, hospital representative came to talk to me she was brought over by the doctor and and she asked okay what is the explanation why why are you why is this happening and i said well the, i said they almost killed my mother this is not a joke this that doesn't it mean doesn't isn't there any crime in the world anymore i mean this she was almost put to death i mean the doctor had to put in there uh, um, three liters of blood in her to, to maintain her blood pressure. That's how much blood she was losing. That's how much damage she was having. Once it was corrected, you know, the bleeding stopped. But 
that was I was a standard because uh, I I laughed because the caseworker was saying, "Oh, my complaint is that he doesn't he doesn't want to move her." And I said, no, <laughs> I said to this to this woman, I said, my complaint is that they almost killed my mother. Doesn't that count for anybody, for anything? I said, forget me, ignore me. Just go talk to the doctor who did the procedure on my mother and just ask the doctor what he found. And you, you will hear it from him. What he found is the damage on her butt. So the the horror of this whole thing is that my mother is af afraid to death to have to be to go back to this place because she knows what happened she knows uh, they all they already dropped a oil on her head causing a, a a big lump on her head because they hit her with the 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 oil then they she practically bled to death with this with this other thing so she's scared shitless of being in that place again another the hospital is saying oh you there's no there's no other way you can only you can only go back to this place i said what this is it this is the only option to go to this place so today was a very dramatic day and it makes you think is there a way out because there will not be a solution in this end, you know, if if she goes back to that place. I mean, the the level of attention, the level of support, the responsibility where they they act they're actually hiding the truth instead of admitting why this why this person is having an issue. No, she instead of the um, what do you call it instead of the caseworker admitting what is our complaint. That they almost killed my mother. No, she said, "Oh, his complaint is that he didn't like where he was, where he, we had planned to move her." What? And I, I started laughing. What? That's not what my plan. <laughs> That's not the the issue. The issue is they almost killed her. Doesn't that mean anything for anybody anywhere? So it's like there's no crime in the world. I mean, crimes do do happen, you know. So. Uh, well, it was Walt, a very dramatic uh, day. Sorry. Walt, if you, I, if you, I apologize. No, 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 Walt. <clears throat> if you talk to any kind of a lawyer, that's what I said to the woman when the woman spoke about all all this issue with the contract and that this is a this is a, a contract drawn by the state has nothing to do with the hospital. I said, okay. Can please put me in touch with a with a lawyer or lawyers or somebody that I can talk to, so so that my mother can be protected. Because if she goes back to the place, they're going to kill her. So I'm not kidding on that. So you know, inform me. I'm not a lawyer. What do I know about the law? So. That was the that was the the beautiful morning where. I think it. I think it was like 3:30 when I finally had something to eat <laughs> for the first time today. So. Well, I I think you need to talk to a lawyer. And um, do you feel that these people that you're talking to now can set you up with a lawyer, or will they? <clears throat> well, that's what the woman said. The, the the hospital woman because she's she has no. I mean, she's not 
related to the caseworker. A caseworker is in, in, in another facility, so uh, I don't know uh, what is the relationship, but the relationship is it has nothing to do with what uh, even they even she said it that they the hospital has no relation to the facility. The hospital is oh, not okay. responsible oh, for oh. the facility. Okay, okay. great. So give me some some connection to some lawyer so that I can ask, okay, how do I go about defending my mother? Because obviously, she, she'd, rather be, she'd rather be killed than go back to this place because there, it was already a hard, a hard story being in that place. Uh, and, I, and I wasn't even there. I was only there briefly. Jeez. Because I couldn't, I couldn't be there every single hour of every every day. I could be number of hours now, a number of hours later, but I I couldn't be there, not you know, twenty four seven, and it was a horrible place. So, Dolly, you worked in the field. Do you have anything? Do you know a little bit about what he should legally do, or can you give him some advice? No. Gee, I I never encountered anything like that. Horrible place. Um, all I would say is I agree. Get a freaking attorney, and make sure the attorney has no connections with the facility. Yeah, I'm wondering because uh, I don't know too much about it, but it, I'm just using my common sense. There is probably some kind of a. Not not necessarily a non-profit organization, but some kind of a lawyer firm that deals specifically in these types of complaints. Um, so you might want to tr just try a, a Google search for your area of, uh, what would it be called, um, malpractice, medical malpractice. And see what you, you know, something, your guides will guide you to the right people, I think. I'll have to, uh, yeah, I have to use uh, the, the web and the, the, do a search that way. See what it, I find. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, and, and you got to be careful. They're all shysters, I think. Most lawyers seem to be not that good. But then there's the good ones. And the good Check ones, on their references, uh Check on the uh, comments people have made about them, uh, Walt. You've, if um, you find a lawyer that you think you're interested in, check on the reviews that the attorney has gotten. Check at the Better Business Bureau to see what they have to say about the attorney. Or the bar. Go to the Bar Association site and check in there and see what the bar has to review them. How? Okay. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, I think there's a lot of ways you can do. Um, Gleeful stranger in chat is saying, "What about getting an investigative journalist?" That's going to be difficult because they don't want to get into this kind of a position. And you know, it's it's best that he gets a lawyer. I would think in this case, mm -hmm. rather than trying to run around getting the press involved yes. in it, that are so. They just, they'll just get bought off. So, I, no, I don't trust the press at all. No, no, no. I would not do that. And I don't think police complaint will work either. No, they'll say, oh, there's nothing we can do about it. Yep. That's between you and the lawyers. She's not dead yet. 
Huh. Yeah. That's her. Always they say, well, she's not dead yet, like when I'm being stalked. Well, has he hurt you? Has he broken in? You're not dead yet. <laughs> what good is it was frustrating. So just, I would say an attorney is needed in this situation. Yeah. That's the first, okay, now I have something to do tomorrow. When I get up, I get dressed, start looking looking for lawyers in the internet. Yeah. Yep. It's a strange story, but unfortunately, well, I, I when I was, uh, when I got out of college, I I I don't remember the specifics as to why, but it was sort of like, what I, what kind of a job do I think I cannot do? I was always challenging myself like that, so um, I took a job as a nurse's aide in a uh, old people's home. I got to tell you, I was there for ten months, and in those ten months, I learned more about living than I have ever lived in a comparable 10 months because you're talking to people that are at the end of their life and their perspective on it um, and the thing I took away that I never forgot that it, it it drove a lot of the things I've done is that I never once heard anybody say I'm sorry I did this or I'm sorry I did that it was always I'm sorry I did not do I did not do and uh, so if somebody said to me, let's go do this, and I'd go like, oh, my God, no. I'd think, as they, I was like, <laughs> I'd hear them in my head, you know, and I'd go like, oh, okay. Now, a good portion of those, okay, I took, did it. I didn't like doing it. I'd probably have a long list of, I'm sorry, I did this, this, and this. But I know that when I get to the end of my life, I'm not going to say, I'm sorry, I, I did not do something. Uh, that's an aside. The other side of it was... Um, I saw a lot of, I was working the night shift, so you get a different perspective on the operations. And I began to realize that, I don't know if it, there might have been a change of ownership. I mean, I was just a, way down the ladder, so I don't know. But something shifted, and supplies that we easily had accessibility to are all of a sudden not there. I ended up having to buy my own, you know, skin lotions and uh, cleaning things. Uh, th there was one medication that was a weird one. I mean, I don't even remember what they called it now, but it was based on petroleum. But it would take away, uh, like, big sores, blisters type of thing, you know, like really fast. It was an Edgar Casey thing. He had, he had recommended it for it, and I saw it, and I said, well, hell, you know, let me see if I can, because I had bed sores. That was a real big problem at that time, because at night, we would turn them. That was, you know, hopefully all you did all night was turn patients, but the daytime, they would get too busy to watch this, so we were always fighting that, but this stuff, once we got it, it was like a miracle thing, but I mean, I had to buy my own medications to do any of this. And finally, and I don't remember the details, but it finally got to a point that I thought it was endangering the patients, what I was seeing. So I made an official complaint to the state about it. And uh, I actually had to go and give an interview with the people. 
So I did, and they said, um, we'll, we'll do a, a, a surprise inspection and see what we can see. And so three days before the surprise inspection, the, everything was fixed. Huh? Somebody told them. Yep. Yep. Oh. That's when I quit. Yeah. Yep. Oh, Pretty, I mean, but, so, and that was, let me see, that would have been 1971. So that was a long time ago. Doesn't surprise me. And, the, yeah, they, they, they worked hard to, um, to create laws and regulations that limit your ability to essentially go after malpractice. But this is absolutely a malpractice situation. There's no other way that this woman could have gotten damaged like that. You know, so, um, and if the hospital doesn't have the big doctors there to protect the hospital, and it's some kind of a rehab thing, it's very light, and this is the first thing your lawyer is going to do, is they're going to look into the history of this place, if they had other complaints, if they had other legal action taken against them. And if they have, then, you know, gets easier all the time. If they haven't, it's probably because they just didn't get caught. Mm. So um, I'm so sorry that you both are going through this. It's but there is a pathway through it, Walt. She's gone through the worst of it already. Yeah, but at least for for example, ever since you moved here to the hospital, they that they're doing tremendous uh, progress in treating her legs because they've done uh, x-rays, x-ray was all clear, then they did the uh, ultrasounds and the ultrasound found things but they were non-critical so they're doing something about it, about the condition that caused their pain but you know so, so this is uh, progress forward, you're actually addressing the issues in this other place Nothing was being done. Nothing. They were doing nothing to help her. The, all they were, they were saying is they were just complaining because she's always in pain. Because if she the, the legs are hurting her. Because, of, well, investigate. Why is this person in pain all the time? She's not a complainer just because she wants to complain. She's in pain. Find out why. No, nobody cared. Nobody did anything. In fact, that's that's one. For example, there's a doctor that left. Uh, I joke. I jo- jokingly called him Doctor Kevorkian because the first time I approached him, I asked. I, I asked my. I asked him a question. Is like, can they do an X-ray or something on my mother's legs to explain why she has such intense pain? And his attitude toward me is like, she said 85, isn't she? Well, she's. Close to the end of life is like what? This is your your uh, this is your attitude for addressing a patient that the patient is of a certain age that she's about to call it quits. But it, so later on, I guess she he found out that I was calling him Doctor Kevorkian because his idea of medicine is just put put them out of their misery. I don't know what if he did anything, but I know he left. 
he totally left. So another doctor was take, it took his place. And this, interestingly, this doctor uh, was uh, giving some medication to my mother that was actually changing the condition of her legs, making great progress. But then, you know, somebody makes great progress and then they ruin it by doing it something else. She was making great progress with her legs. And then they do this crazy thing. They almost killed her by, you know, by, uh, you know, by, uh, by, uh, I can't, what's the word? Malpractice? No, no, I just, I just said the word and I just forgot it. It's a hemorrhage. Oh. They almost killed her with a hemorrhage. Yeah. So it's horrible you know you make progress on something and and then forget it it go go back again and uh, so the the, con- the condition it just not stopping you know you you're making a little bit of progress and then it goes back all over again i was like oh god when will this be over so well you weren't doing anything important were you <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> oh christ uh, talk about a sideline. Uh, yeah, like uh, we, yeah, for I don't know, I don't know. I guess it's a, it's a miracle. While she was still in, in this horrible place, she, I was able to make two resonators, but then stopped because even though what I have to make now is a small device, uh, when when do I get the time to sit down and focus in it? Because e- even if I do have the time to focus in it, I'm so affected mentally because I don't know which way he's up <laughs> so uh, it's like okay oh no I don't want to do this oh yes I want to do this oh no I, I wanted I wanted to do I wanted to do something and progress on this unit no I have to I have to get a different caliper because it, so it's like every time I wanted to make some progress on this work I had an some other obstacle to get in the way is like uh, I don't know which way is up. Well, <laughs> I don't know what that, 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 that's it. I know it's, I know it's a stupid thing to say, but it's only a, it's the only thing that I can say that makes any sense. I don't know which way is up. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, don't, well, I really don't. <clears throat> Let's take a, a break here and play the Tucker. Uh, video that I've got two of them but this one was interesting he was on a stage with two other people and one of those people is a guy by the name of Jordan Peterson who I don't know anything about except Mark mentions him quite often and the guy who introduces the tape whose voice you'll hear first is I don't know he wasn't identified because he really just introduces a question to Tucker and when I listened to Tucker give the answer, I was like, oh, wow, that, oh, not good, not good, not a good answer. And then Jordan Peterson comes on and says something that was so profound, and it's kind of, when you were talking and, and I got the energy off of you, it's the same energy I was getting off of Tucker. You know, the question is basically, you know, what do you think the outcome of all this is going to be? And he was very pessimistic. But if you listen to Jordan Peterson and what he says, it gives you a different perspective on everything. And you're going to know it. We all know it. 
but it's always nice to hear somebody else give their perspective. So are you okay with me doing that? Uh, yes, please go ahead. Okay, here we go. I'd like you to be as daring as you can and, uh, and as perceptive as only you can be as someone who knows the United States, all of the United States very well. What do you predict is going to happen in this political year in that country? You know, it's, I mean, I th thank you. Um, I couldn't be more grateful to be an American. I've always felt that way. Um, as I said, my dad's family was from Nova Scotia. They left at the time of the American Revolution because they didn't want to be free, so they fled to the Maritimes. And um, just kidding. But anyway, and then they came back. Uh, ultimately, many are still there. Uh, their name is Ray Fuse. I think they're liberal. But, um, but I have always been grateful for my birthright as an American and for the God-given rights that are protected by my government officially in the Bill of Rights, which is a beautiful document, the greatest document we've ever produced, and that no other country has. So, um, and I will feel that way till I die. And unlike a lot of people in our leadership class, I have no plans to go anywhere else. I've got too many children and too many dogs, and I'm dying there. Uh, but I'm definitely very concerned, and I can't see the outcome of this year clearly at all. I was thinking yesterday, it really is like looking through a shower curtain. You see these opaque shapes lurking, but you can't tell if they're, you know, friend or foe, nude or clothed. You know, you don't really know what you're looking at. But you know that there is a collision coming between titanic forces, the population of America versus its leaders. And it's coming to a head because of the structure of this election. And so you have the Republican candidate, and he is going to be the candidate, whose election is the one thing. What I think it's, I think it's, it's kind of determined. Um, and of course, it's politics, so it's filled with all sorts of. I mean, the amount of ugliness display beneath the surface in all politics everywhere is really awe-inspiring. You know, these people are really dirty everywhere, not just my country. You may know about that. But um, the one thing that the people in power, and I don't just mean in Washington, in our government, I mean in our financial centers and entertainment centers, our country's kind of cool because they're, they're identified by cities. So Los Angeles, New York, Washington make all the decisions, of course. And the one thing they won't tolerate is the orange man in power. And you sort of... And that, like, you wonder, well, why? Because Trump is not a radical at all. And Trump's vision for America, this is an informed assessment of Trump, Trump's vision for America is like Studio 54, 1978. <laughs> like, tr I'm serious. Trump really loved the country he grew up in. He really loved it, and he means it. He loved the people who live there. He loved its traditions, its weird little customs, its idiosyncrasies, and that's kind of what he wants. He doesn't want a brave new future of new things. He wants to return, not to antebellum America, but to, like, 1980 America. And it's kind of hard to argue why that's bad, actually. And so that's not a revolutionary agenda, nor is it a counter-revolutionary agenda. It's a return to normalcy. And the phrase, make America great again, means return it to a period not so long ago, when everyone was enfranchised and everyone had rights, but everyone was roughly, not everyone, but most people were sort of united in a sense of common purpose and culture. They were Americans, and they knew what that meant. We don't have that anymore, and that's Trump's vision. So you may not think that's possible, 
um, you may not think maybe that's even virtuous to want that. But if you think that's a grotesque hellscape that he's describing, you're the freak, not him. And yet they all feel that way. They mean it, too. They really feel that way. It's not a joke. And so what's going to happen? And I guess I dissent a little bit from the much more optimistic view that you have, both of you, which I really appreciate hearing and I want to believe it, but that in the end, the will of the people matters. The conclusion that I've come to is that it matters less than it should and that the people in power really do make the bulk of the decisions. And I say that after spending 35 years in Washington and watching the agenda of both parties and comparing that agenda to the public opinion polling of what people actually want and finding no union set. No union set. Like, there's not the same agendas. And we have a democratic system where these people are elected every two years in the Congress, every six years in the Senate, every four years in the White House. And their agenda never changes, and the desires of the American public, by and large, are never met or even addressed. And you sort of, after a while, conclude, maybe it doesn't matter what people want, it only matters what the people in power want. I don't want to think that, but I don't know what other conclusion to reach. So what you have now is a legit mass movement on behalf of Donald Trump that's 100% real, and you have absolute ironclad resistance to the democratic process working its way to a legitimate conclusion by the people who have all the power. What happens next? I don't even know. And I'll sum it up this way. Today, it is a race in the foreseeable future between Donald Trump, the former president, now effectively the Republican nominee, and the incumbent president, president, who got more votes than Barack Obama somehow, because um, he's just so popular. It's just the magnetism. Um, he spent the entire 2020 campaign moldering and deteriorating in his basement, and somehow he was more popular than Barack Obama. Right, okay. Anyway, um, so it's the race between Biden and Obama. I just don't see that happening. I just don't. And that, you know, I hope to be wrong. I want to return to normalcy too. I'm the opposite of a revolutionary too. That's what I love about Trump. He doesn't want radical change. We're not, we're not actually made for radical change. We can't digest it. People hate radical change. They want kind of continuity, and I do too. But I just don't see this playing out the way it's currently formulated. Sorry. See, so I, I would say maybe that, and, and you, Tucker, you actually asked for a, an alternative to the view that you were expressing, the somewhat pessimistic view of the dominance of people in power. In the video that led up to your entrance onto the stage, you pointed out a realization that you had, which was that nothing better in your life can happen to you than what happens if you tell the truth. And I, I believe that to be the case. I actually believe that that's why we have the idea that power is vested in the people. And I don't think that power is where people think it is. I don't think that power is in the hands of the elite. The ability to manipulate misused power might be in the hand of the elite, but the power that we need to set the world straight is actually at your fingertips. And this is actually, this is actually a rather terrifying realization, you know, because there's some relief in thinking that the elites can do whatever they want and there's nothing that someone as small as you could possibly do about it. And that's wrong because you're not small. And it's wrong because it's irresponsible to presume that. And it's wrong because the truth is more terrifying and also more liberating. And the truth of the matter is, is that if you utilized what you had at hand, which at least is the ability that you have at hand to say what you think truly and 
as clearly as you can, even if you're not that articulate, that the world would change around you in ways that would make you immune to the blandishments of the power-mongering elite. And I'm, I'm hoping that enough people will realize their, the power of their affinity with the truth, especially when it's allied with the will to aim up, to, to have the courage to speak that truth. And if enough people do that, then the terrible things that we're concerned about coming forward at us in the future will have no purchase whatsoever. You know, like I learned a long time ago that the war that we're in is psychological or spiritual, if you want to look at it that way, rather than political. And everyone has a sense of that now, that it's something is moving that's, more, that's deeper than the mere political. The tectonic plates themselves are shifting, and you, you're all going to play a role in that, you know? And the role you'll play is going to be determined by what you determine to ally your speech with, for example, your decision about whether or not you're going to tell the truth in the confines of your own life. And if enough people, all of you, if enough of you decide in the local circumstances of your own life to say, to dare to say what you believe to be true, then the tyrants will have no purchase on you and you won't be slaves. And just by definition, can I just, uh, that, no, I just want to say what a beautiful sentiment I think that is, and I wish I had said that, and I, I'm so thankful that you said that, and the message that I often get, who knows from where, is that when I really feel like things are falling apart, that they, really the only thing I can do is to really try my best to be a better person, and that that really matters, and specifically I mean to tell the truth all the time, not just in public but in private, to really love the people around me, in, in a, and be attentive to them more than anything. And that in doing that, you lose your fear of the future. And you know that no matter what happens, you're gonna be okay. You're not afraid of death. And I, anyway, thank you for saying that. So that was inspiring, yes? Yes, indeed. <clears throat> So, <laughs> Who was the gentleman? I, I recognize the voice of Tucker. Who's the other gentleman? Um, what did I say his name was? Hold a second. I gotta, I gotta look at this. Um, what happened? Oh shoot. Okay, hold on. Uh, Jordan Peterson. Oh, okay. Jordan Peterson. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's what we've been saying, and that's what we're doing. And Dolly, did you want to say anything about it? No. I like Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was in Canada, by the way. He's been up in Canada talking to people. Well, I heard something, saw something maybe, that he is on a mission to get the Canadians to... Uh, realize what the hell's going on for them too he's trying to yeah wake yeah. him up wake them up or i hate to say wake them up because the the evil sides use oh they're woke people well i don't like that word anymore oh i don't yeah, like it's, it's, a, it's a, not even real because it's a made-up term it's so 
it's, it, their jokes on us. They, they're using it, uh, laughing at us. Oh, the, you know, notice these people, they're so woke, and they're saying it like a joke because it isn't true. <laughs> well, the first time I heard the word, I said, I don't like it. The energy off of it was terrible. I said it uh, on yeah. the air. You know, on cosmic reality, I just I said there this there's something really bad about this word. It's got a terrible energy associated with it, and sure. it does. They took wake wake up, and made it woke up. You know, mm-hmm. which is how they do it. They take language and and um, th- there's Play a number, with it. yeah there's a number of people that are listening to the way that they shift languages. Gutfeld's one of them. You know, that that they make up these words and then they push it on us. And then, you know, I remember when all of a sudden they started talking about political correctness. You remember that? And I'd go, what the hell are they talking about? Political correctness. What does that mean? You know? (laughs) And now everybody knows what it means. It means you keep your mouth shut, stupid. (laughs) You know? So it's... I don't think we did a very good job at that. No, we didn't. We, we kept. We, we were kept always talking. blabbing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, we had a thing on. I I forgot to bring it up on say what on Saturday, but no, maybe we did talk about it. But on Saturday, on the say what show, we had been putting out there this uh, video that was on Facebook, and it was about. Um, the Antichrist and did Jesus Christ give the name of the Antichrist so we start to play this thing it's nine minutes long I can hear it fine Walt and Jan and Dolly could hear it fine but it wasn't going over the station correctly there was all this garbled garbled stuff happening but I didn't know it they knew it because they were looking at the chat I just was looking at the station to make sure everything was going right and didn't pay any attention to that and you didn't message me on my phone a lot of times you do uh, Dolly, Dolly. Me? yeah yeah in the middle of a show well, to get my attention I can't remember why but I had a good reason okay <laughs> <laughs> but but it works out it works out because what happened was that when so I come back on, they tell me what happened, we decide we're going to try it again. And it went for four minutes before all of a sudden there was all this signal coming in, garbling, making it two sounds, oh, it was awful, terrible, terrible. So when I went back to edit the show, I took that, I, I, I tell them, you know, I, I play it through so they know what what it is, who the name of the Antichrist is. And then I said to them, okay, now, we got a situation here where it started up, it played for four minutes, it was absolutely clear to the audience, and then all of a sudden, after four minutes, this sound comes in. I said, and I'm not going to sh- play the entire segment with, where they were both playing. I said, I had to shut down the entire system, my computer, the internet, everything to clear this. I said, but... I want you. I said I was just gonna, you know, jump right through this. But then, then I, when I listen to it, I want you to listen to the end of it when there's not. She's not talking anymore. I'd gotten her off, and all you're hearing is a signal coming in. Dolly, yeah. <laughs> you right after that, the posse said that we did have an intrusion and it was demonic. Yeah. And I start listening to this segment that is clear now. 
it was still garbled. It was still something was wrong with the signal, but you could at least kind of make out what the guy was saying. And what he said, he was talking about this black cube. And then he got into, all I heard was 666, and I heard it three times. And that, well, I heard it one time. Okay, I, it was three times yeah. on the tape. And the other uh-huh. thing was, as he said, uh, Jupiter, Jupiter, no, Sat, which one is it? No, I, I, had a, I think it's Saturn. S- yeah, I think it's Saturn. Saturn is um, representative of the devil, of Satan, he said. Saturn, Satan. He said, you know, and so he's, he's mentioned 666 three times, and then he said the word Satan. <laughs> it's, it's just an, a, a kick in the head, I'll tell you. And then right after that, the posse said it was a demonic thing, but I had not heard that, you know, because I hadn't been listening to it. I was trying to get the, the sound off the system. But when I, I heard Satan one time. Did you hear 666 in there? Because I thought I heard that. I heard it three times. He said it three times. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I got goosebumps everywhere. My hairs are standing up. Yeah, you should should Uh, listen to the edited tape. Jeez. Oh. (laughs) But But I'm glad you tried to play in it twice. I mean, the second time. Because I know Jan was not wanting it played the second time, but... I felt it was important that it was played the second time because there was stuff in there that we needed to hear. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with you totally. So, um, why did I bring that up? I don't know. <laughs> I don't you were know. talking Tucker. Let's we see. were talking Tucker. Well, you know, it's this this whole spiritual battle. You know, it's it's like. Jordan Peterson didn't really want to use the word, you know, battle between good or evil or spiritual, you know, it's like, but the fact of the matter is, is that however, whichever way we go, we feel this divine energy associated with it. Now, were we attacked by a demonic group? Yes, but the fact of the matter is, is that we had the posse there that's a spiritual group on the other side saying, oh, that's just demons. Don't worry about it. Yeah, really. <laughs> you know, and we all, we've really laughed about it. Walt says, Walt says, what are we supposed to do now? Are we supposed to be afraid? <laughs> you know, it kind of like missed its mark. And then the other oddity of it is, is that when I shut down everything, the station was being backed up by songs that have no copyright on them. So that if they get on, on I'm not somebody in ten years is not going to come sue me. Okay, so I've got Peter and Betsy, my friends, and this the song that came up during that break was one that was entitled "Thank You God." <laughs> yeah. you, you know, yeah. <laughs> and so in the you know we've just been attacked by the demons, and then all of a sudden there's Betsy it, with her beautiful, beautiful voice with. Peter's words in her mouth, you know, about, you know, thank you, God. And it was like, how many times can you see this? these tiny little skirmishes between good and evil where, you know, not only does good win, but good, the good wins while laughing. Yeah. <laughs> they, they always shoot themselves in the foot. Well, lately, I think they're shooting themselves in the frickin' head. Well... 
you know and the the longer we go on down this trick this trail here the more kind of bizarre it gets um i sent you guys a, a, a video about kim kim clement who was a psychic he started out as a south african singer musician and he ended up getting prophecies and he put it together in show he'd be playing music and then he'd give you some prophecy so his daughter after he died and he died after saying to the public in a prophecy i saw putin and all these other people there i can't tell you the details i saw on the desk otherwise they'll kill me and you know weeks later a few weeks later he had a, a hemorrhage something happened to his brain and it kept happening until he died just before trump became president of the united states so they've compiled all of his prophecies and in this particular uh one that we that i sent to you guys they were uh and i don't remember the guy's name trey something or other but he was showing the chron chronology of the the pro the prophecies and talking about it in in terms of currently what, what does this all mean to us currently so he's going through this uh he's playing one of the prophecies and it's the prophecy where uh kim is essentially found himself yet oh geez here we go again with the cats in the background go back there dog tell him to stop don't stop mama i'm on the radio just stop okay Everything is fine. She screams like a banshee, but, well, she's still <laughs> screaming like a banshee. <laughs> but um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this ready here because we're going to do this. Uh, you know, stop that. Rosie, go back there and tell those cats to be good. Okay, Rosie? Dragon. <laughs> yeah, we're crazy on this show, but that's okay. We've been crazy, but we've done so many good right things. We haven't gotten too much wrong. And then I'm the, here, and you couldn't have done it if you weren't crazy, and they're laughing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> that, that's that's absolutely true. Okay, so um, he's talking about this, all these people in this crowd in this one party, and then the one guy that's going to make it all right. And he's talking about Trump, and it's very obvious from the whole if you listen to the whole prophecy. But then um, he says, you know, he lists all these different things that are just terrible <laughs> that are going to happen and then he's talking about a giant and when you you know he starts talking about the giant you gotta listen to this this is this just knocked me off my chair so let me just play this it's under two minutes so why don't we do it like this at the end of a let's call it a rocky path you end at a point where nations are rubbing against each other hard about who owes what debt. So these are those parts of the prophecy as Kim Clement described them. And then God says, am I impressed with your weapons of war? Am I impressed with the strength of your men's legs? Ha! I have said I will bring this nation to its knees. And God said you have been humbled and yet some more and then you shall hear the sounds of great victory. For where are the people gathered? Where are my people gathered? Where is the sound of unity from my people? 
I want just this crowd here and all the thousands watching all over the world. Just do me a favor. Just for about 30 seconds, raise up your voice and shout. So now here's one of the infamous parts of that particular prophecy. The stone for the giant. And they shall say, what is your plan for this, this giant? And he will take a simple stone. Remember the name. And he will hold it up and they will laugh at him. But the plan is so brilliant, says the Lord. It could only have been given by me. <laughs> Come on! So... I think it was a prophecy. I don't understand. What giant? What is he talking about? Who was that? That was Kim Clement. I just gave you guys the Kim whole rundown. But if you didn't oh. listen. Kim Clement, he's a prophet. Okay, I'm with you now. Okay. I, I Sorry, I lost part of it. Okay. Yeah, but I don't get it, but it all be, it's, sounds like mumbo jumbo. Is, is it, what's the message? What's the actual message? What's, okay, 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 okay. Obviously, you don't weren't following me in the beginning. Okay, what it is is that he's talking about the dark hats, the black hats, the unbelievable evil from all the stuff that we know. I mean, the bad, bad, bad stuff. And he's calling it a giant. And God is saying, I'm going to give you a simple stone. A simple stone that will take down the giant. Well, that simple stone is Shungite. And, and I mean, the date on the, on the uh, I could probably put this into the chat. The date on that is, I'll find it during the, the break here, is 2014. And that's when Shungite came into my, you know, vision here. And the reason that it took off, yes, it had been known for hundreds of years, but why did it take off when I got it? It was because I had been led to be on two of the, the two biggest radio, internet radio stations in the world at the time, was Wolf Spirit and Revolution Radio. There weren't all these podcasts and all these people, everybody, millions of people making their own podcasts now. There were two of them. And I happened to be on both of those stations and started talking Shungai with JP and, that, and then you. And that was the difference between having it go, you know, well, yeah, Shungai, you know, yeah, he's been out there, you know. No, we gave a voice to Shungai. And that, so 2014, he says, God, from God's, you know, message to him is, I'm going to give you a stone. And what did I say from the very beginning? That Shungai leveled the playing field. And the first thing it does is it takes all the fogginess that you have in your brain. And yes, I said this on the Shungai show. I'm sorry I'm repeating it for those that might have seen it. But the fog that everybody gets because of the electromagnetic, they call it electromagnetic smog for a reason. It takes out your ability to think clearly. Well, when you've got Shungite, that cloudiness, that fogginess, that 
you know, tedious thing of trying to figure something out is gone. Because you've got the shungite that is rebalancing your electro bioelectromagnetic field. So, to me, this was like, and I'd heard this whole prophecy before, I just didn't hear that. And it was like, when I heard it, it was like, oh my God, I can't believe that I missed that. And not only that, but it's been a very big question in the Kim Clement community. What did he mean by that black stone? And the other thing I want to point out is that in 2015, before Donald Trump was nominated to be President of the United States, he was in a traffic jam, and somebody who had my shungite, uh, saw him at, and you know she didn't I don't even think she knew that he was running for office I don't think very many of us did at that time but he was a famous personality on the TV show you know you're fired <laughs> TV show I don't know what they call it um, so she was her guides put her there to see him got him there at the same moment and she was able to take a nugget of shungite out of her pocket and hand it to Donald J. Trump. And he opened his hand and looked at it and he said, I love rocks, thank you very much. So what I'm saying is that shungite is magical. It was given to us by magical beings. And we should never lose sight of that. That we're living in a magical time. And um, it says in the Bible, God will send us a trumpet. Yep. Put Shungite and the trumpet together and you know what I come up with. <laughs> well, Kim Clement back in 2014 was talking about God said I've sent a trumpet. He was saying it also. <laughs> and then I think he actually referenced, I think it's in Daniel. But um, yeah, yeah, it is. It, it's a, I can't remember Daniel up, but yeah, it's in Daniel. Yeah. So it's a very interesting place we're living in. Daniel is a book in the Bible that we're talking oh, about. Yeah, yeah. Not not everybody might know. That's that's true. That's true. So, um, Walter, did you want to say anything more about the Shungite being? prophesized in 2014? No, I, I agree with everything you said. Yeah. The whole thing is a magical trip. And, you know, this show, Cosmic Reality, is, um, we get into everything. We've done so many interesting things over the years. And I'm just thankful that you guys have been on this trip with me. So, when we come back, I don't know what we're going to do. Oh, we're going to listen to li to Dolly's list. She's got us a list. So let's just, um, uh, let's see, what are we going to play here? You know, it was uh, last week I did Disturbance and somebody didn't like it. <laughs> Too bad. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. I like it. I know you do. Do you want to hear Somewhere or Disturbance again? Disturbance. This is the time for disturbance. Okay, here we go. 
And welcome back to the second hour of Cosmic Reality Radio. It's January 30th, 2024. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. You guys back? Yep. Awesome. Maybe Walter's not back yet. Are you back? Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm back. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. All right, so Dolly, you want to lead us down the list? Okay. First, I want to start out by uh, having a testimony on Shungite. I tell you, the doctor is directing me I need to drink at a minimum 40 ounces of water a day. I do not like water at all. No, I can't hardly get one swallow down my mouth. And then Nancy suggested, do shungite, do your shungite. I thought, some bitch, yeah. Oh, son of a gun, yes. And so I put three of the nuggets in my container that I keep in the refrigerator of water. And it still wasn't right. Something wasn't right about it. I could tolerate it, but I didn't like it. So Nancy says, well, put it in your glass. Well, duh. So I went ahead and I put it in my glass. I have it in my container in the fridge of the water, and I have it in my my 20-ounce glass that I drink two of every day. And uh, I like the taste of the water. I am just in amazement because I like the taste of water. <laughs> So I wanted to share that with y'all. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, I got to get this off my chest. Um, <laughs> I was watching The Five before I came in here, and they got rather riled up. I mean, I came in all wound up when Nancy called. I was... <laughs> because they were all wound up in the different discussions they were having. <coughs> And even they said, I think it was them, the NFL was freaking rigged. I mean, look at the Lions the first time they took their their touchdown away from them. Uh, <coughs> I got to get a drink. Hold on. I missed my throat up getting all riled up. Um... So the Lions go, and they make this wonderful touchdown, and then the ref says, oh, no, I'm taking it away because the right guy didn't talk to me. And it was proven that the right guy did talk to him, but it was way too late. They couldn't give the Lions their touchdown back, and it has affected many people in the world that that one by doing that and then they lost again and it just, and that's not just the only thing that's been going on in the NFL if you've got eyes you can see it it, it just I've been telling my kids ever since they were little now don't get all excited about this because it's rigged especially that wrestling stuff. And uh, where was I going? 
I don't know about, why. About things being rigged? Yeah. Wish. It just, it takes the fun out of the subject. Like, it takes the fun out of the sport. When something there. when something costs a lot of money, it's impossible to make it to make it free. There's too much money involved. That's why you can't make it fun because there, there's too much money involved. So you have to be you have to make it controlled. It has to be controlled, not fun. It just <laughs> isn't right, Walt. I know it's not right, but it's the only. Well, it's like for, the same thing happens, uh, for example, with um, a beauty pageant. Oh, there's yeah. so much money involved. That there's no, there's no way it's going to be uh, a, a, an even, con, uh, an even test because there's too much money involved. Yeah, you're right. As, uh, as long as there's money involved, it'll never. No sport will be free. Well, I think. That what's been happening lately has really made people uh, see. It's come to Jesus type moments. <laughs> that uh, I, So in a way, I'm glad that they're seeing, but in another way, I wish it didn't have to be that way. So that's that with my NFL rage. <clears throat> oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to post this, too. Um, I like James Woods. He's, he's really, I'm going to give it to you the way it is. Uh, so he just, I got this, and I'm going to post it. I can find you all. Where'd you go? There you are. Okay, come on, Dolly. Uh, paste. And there you go. He says <clears throat> there is a picture in that in that uh, site. It's on X. And um, he says the picture is O'Connell and Schumer. And they're looking, they got their heads tipped together, and Schumer has the most evil look on his face, even though I know he's been replaced. Well, he is evil, replaced by evil, I guess. Uh, he says, everything that's wrong with our government in one photo. <laughs> I like that. I just wanted to share it with you. You know how I am about sharing. Um, but what about... Um for those of us who don't know anything about anything, uh, what's the meaning of the photo? Uh, it's just showing their heads together. One is Republican, one is Democrat, and how they are. It shows how they are in attunement with each other. They're in bed together. Yes. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Now, um, I have another one. It's a story about, uh, I think I read it to you before, but this is an update. Remember when I read the Burger King worker went viral for never missing a day of work in 27 years? 
And it says, where is he now? Well, I have to go to the site to read it, but let me give you all. I won't let you copy and paste it unless you subscribe to them. So I thought, well, fine. I'll just read it to him. <laughs> okay, let's do this. There, and I got a copy. Here's a copy. Where'd y'all go again? Oh, here you are. I'll paste that. So that's where I got this uh, in today by Joseph Lamore. It was posted on April 17, 2023. And here's the article. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> For Kevin Ford, he's the employee, the Burger King employee who went viral in 2022 for never missing a day of work after 27 years. The past year has been one of unimaginable highs and, yes, a few lows. People don't realize what I was going through when all this happened to me, Ford tells today.com. He says he was in the middle of separating from his wife at the time. From separating from his wife at the time. We're divorced now, but I was devastated for my whole life, really. I was either with my wife or my kids. So this is the first time I was ever alone. Ford's life changed forever last year when in June of 2022, a video posted on Reddit that showed him receiving a gift from management for his dedication to the job went viral. The gift from HMSH, oh, HMS host, the company from which Burger King hires including a Starbucks reusable tumbler, a bag of Reese's candy, pens, and two rolls of lifesavers and other items. Ford, who expressed his gratitude in the video he originally posted on Instagram, garnered quite the response online with many feeling he deserved more. So, down here, let me find... The response to Ford's humility and grace in the now viral video led his daughter, Sir, I knew how to say it before, S-E-R-Y-N-A, Surya, Surya, to start a GoFundMe so that the 55-year-old could travel to see his grandkids. She set a simple goal of $200. But his story inspired thousands of people around the world to donate, far exceeding the initial goal. At the time of Ford, at that time, I think, of Ford, Sirna and his grandchildren's emotional family reunion on today, that same month, the GoFundMe was at over... Two hundred fifty thousand dollars. 
actor David Spade also became one of the top donors, giving Ford $5,000, with many others donating $27, one for each year of service. <coughs> Ford says that to many folks' surprise, he spent the day with his family, but flew back home to work right after being on national television. I went back to Vegas, got off the plane, I had clothes on my car, and I went to work, Ford says. I didn't want to miss that day of work. And he says he still hasn't missed a shift to this day. But his story doesn't end there. Moved by his story, people kept donating, and by the Christmas season, when today's Joe Fryer caught up with him by a video feed, December 28, 2022, the GoFundMe had hit $389,000. In addition to donating money, there were some who heard his story and gifted him with experiences. Abbott Piacurro, founder of organization Gratitude Power, gifted Ford with a trip to Nepal, where he was able to see Mount Everest. I barely ever been on a plane before. That was hard for me to read because he doesn't speak proper English. <laughs> Let me try it again. I barely ever been on a plane before, Ford says, of flying both to New York for his today appearance and later flying for 20 hours to the South Asian country. I, I'm not belittling him. It's just it was a difficult thing for me because of the way I was raised. He says both trips were a new experience and a dream come true. When you go out on that mountain and you're in its presence, it changes you forever. Bless his heart. Now nearly 14 months after the world first heard his story, his GoFundMe has reached a life-changing $422,000. I have four daughters and three grandkids, so I've given them some, Ford says. He says he gave S-E-R-N-A, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't read it, a large portion to use for herself and for her children. She got herself a house. I ain't even got no house yet. <laughs> Good for him. But he is, in fact upgrading his life in various ways with the money he received. I put most of it toward retirement and my future. Good for him. You know, I never had money before, and so I really didn't have no money like this, but I had a dream car, and I bought that. <laughs> he got his dream car. Hold on. In the past year, the hardworking grandfather has spent time reflecting on why folks continue to show him love. <coughs> the daughter's why? name is Serena. 
Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Walt. I said it when I was reading it to myself before, but then I lost it. <laughs> so, Serene, there's a lot of ugly going on right now. There's a lot of tragedy with all the things that you see on the news daily. And I think for once, people just want to be a part of something beautiful. And believe you me, this is so beautiful, Ford says. I think they just see a hardworking man or woman, and they just want to contribute to something nice. They realize I'm out there like them, busting my butt at whatever I'm doing. America grinds. <clears throat> and to those who assume he's taking the money and retiring to Florida, Ford says he still has some time before he considers that. A lot of comments assume that I'm retiring. They just say, enjoy your retirement. Ford says with a chuckle, I don't have plans on retiring yet. <laughs> and that's his update. I think that's a lovely story, and I wanted to share it with y'all. <clears throat> That was a lovely story. Very yeah. nice. Yep. Appreciate that. Thank you. Do you want do you want to take a bit of a break here because I've yes, got something please. Okay, all right. Um I don't even know where this came from. It could have been all sorts of different places. But I clicked on it and it's the strangest thing. So I'm about to send it into chat. And when I get it in here, I'm going to click on it to make it bigger and if you click on it again it shows up in its own window okay so this is from James O'Keefe who is a known person let's put it that way and it was actually um, published by Lee Merritt Dr. Lee Merritt and it's a I guess it looks like it might be a tweet I'm confused as to all of that sort of thing but uh, Patriot Takes says, Why is there a gold replica of the Ark of the Covenant at Trump's Mar-a-Lago home? Okay. Oh I got okay. goosebumps. Okay. <laughs> so you look at the picture and there's the Ark of the Covenant in the best way. I mean, I've seen a lot of pictures <laughs> that looks like the Ark of the Covenant. And then underneath it, George says, Plot twist, it's not a replica. Holy criminy. Wow. I don't know if any of this is true, but it was just like, talk about a weird flash from the past. Yeah. The fact that there's something like that in Mira Largo. <laughs> I said, well, I don't even know what to think. I don't either. And at the top of it, at the top of the picture, it says, uh, 2,700 hours of labor, six pounds of gold. I, I don't know what that means. So, are they saying somebody built it? I say that there's more to this story. I don't know where it came from. I think so, too. A <laughs> lot more. <laughs> so, if anybody <laughs> finds anything about this, uh, let us know, because it's, it's rather... Uh, Interesting, interesting to say. Interesting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very interesting. 
a gleeful stranger says it's Trump's interdimensional spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, maybe. I don't know if I agree with that. <laughs> According to my pendulum, yes, it is the real one. Really? Yeah, I'm, I, I keep asking the question, is this the real Ark of the Covenant? And I keep getting yes. So, unless I, um, Dali want to, wants to ask the posse, if they will be willing to answer that question. I don't think it's wrong. It's, you're not breaking any rules. I, so. I'm talking to him, Walt. Give me a minute. Oh, okay. I, I don't just automatically hear it right away. Uh, I have to tune in. They're saying, but of course you're not going to like our answer. We cannot answer that question. Okay. Uh, it's part of your puzzle pieces to put together. Okay. And Walt's doing his part in putting puzzle pieces together. Okay. That, to me, is a positive answer, because he, they could have easily said no. <laughs> yeah. Well, my take... It, go ahead. My take on it is that when we get these whammies, it's up to us to decide is it real or not. Yes. Reality is what you think it is. So, you know, just to keep the game interesting, I'm going to say, yeah, it's real. And he would be so audacious to pl put it right in the middle of Miralargo. It's probably in, in, protected by some beam from an ET ship that is not certainly... Not only that, remember, take a trip down memory lane and remember the stories around the Ark of the Covenant, the historical events about the uh, Ark of the Covenant, when it was taken from group, one group... Uh, then it was taken over by another group who could, for example, if you remember, they, the Israelites had the, the Ark of the Covenant. And then they, they were fighting, I don't remember the name of the group. It, it was another tribe, and they decided, they fought the Israeli, and they decided to take the, uh, the Ark of the Covenant for their own benefit. You remember. And... Wherever they went, things were going from bad to worse. So much so that they decided to go throw it away elsewhere because they, they wanted to get rid of the thing as fast as possible. So it's been a very powerful device that would only respond to a specific group. Not not just not any anybody who wanted to use it could use it. No. It had to be used only by specific people. Well not 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 anybody wanted, you know, had the power to you have access to it. Well, maybe it's powered by Shungite, maybe. and it can't do bad things. <laughs> you can use it for something negative, yeah. yeah. And uh, there's a comment. Oh, wait, I'm trying to see the picture again, because it's got to have places to put the wood in it. You cannot touch it or you will die. According to the Bible. Well, yeah, the, the it's got, at the top of it, they take these poles and they push it through these holes in it. So it, That's what I, 
Yeah, you, you, very often you oh, know. Oh, there's. I see a hole. Okay. There, very often. Oh, there they are on the side down on the, toward, uh, in the middle plaque. See those big brass rings? I don't know if it's brass or gold. On the side of it. Wait a minute, I gotta pull it back up here. Yeah. They're big, you can't miss them. Oh, it's a, it, I think it's really actually at the top. If you look at the top, you'll see this protrusion out. If yes, you, I do see that. Okay, it, it, my, <coughs> my recollection is that that is actually a sleeve. Oh, and it goes all along the, the side. Right, and, and my understanding oh, is that yeah. they put a rod through that. And they, they're only carrying it with the wood from the rod. It would make it easier to carry, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I could be wrong, but that's what I think I remember. I think you're right. Um, there was a comment here. I wanted to comment on what? Oh, hey, Chris is here. Hi, Chris. Um, I, I wonder what, what is that? I'm sorry to interrupt you. But what do you do? You see that it looks like a like a like like a beam of light. Am I on? Do you I want saw to see? that. Yeah, I yeah. saw that. It looks like a beam of light, or oh, it's light coming off of the mirror. It's a <laughs> mirror on the wall. We got no. Yeah, yeah, I see it now. Yeah, I didn't get real excited when I saw it. I just yeah, saw. yeah. So um, let. Gleeful Stranger says, remember, folks, when Trump said he was going to release new technologies. I remember that. Thanks for reminding us. And Chris says, <clears throat> maybe Trump presently isn't as reverent of and protected by spirit as he would be as U.S. president in a second term. What do you think, Dolly and Walt? My thought is he's never stopped being president. It goes along in the movie that he's the president, and what do they call that in the behind the scenes? Uh, uh, what I don't know what they call in, it. incumbent. No. No, like Black Sabbath, the Black Pope. Uh, it's it's a government behind the government. It's the real government who's behind the government but is the deep state <coughs> huh the deep state but but he's not deep state he's the opposite of the deep no, state no no he's not the deep state the assholes who the mafia in charge now is the deep state mm. trump never really stepped down he never conceded well Did that's what B biden said that did you hear about that no. Oh, this is so funny. You know, ba babbling Biden, he's he's not standing in front of any kind of a, uh, a stage and asking for questions where he will stop and give a question answered is when there's a helicopter in the background making a crap load of noise. Oh, you know, that's on purpose, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, so it's one of these situations <laughs> where he was asked... No, this was during. This was actually during a, a speech, but he also gets lost in the speeches. He was talking about the border, I think. But what he did was, what, what he said was, can you imagine? Oh, I know what it was. He was saying that Trump told the uh, Congress not to vote for the 
border thing. And the reason that Trump said that is because you don't need any change to the law. They were going to make it even more restrictive. All you have to do is make him, you know, comply with the law. That's it, period. There is no necessity for making more laws. He's just not following any of them. So Biden is talking about uh, Trump doing this, stopping this bill that's so important. And he said, can you imagine a sitting president doing that? (laughs) (laughs) Biden said that? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Yes, he did. (laughs) they're, They're becoming more and more obvious. Please, people, keep your eyes and ears open. <laughs> I didn't there. Well, of course, I don't listen to the Biden being. That, that's why I kept wondering about the conversation between the two, because on the previous show, you have having, uh, when Janet was here, uh, you kept having this conversation about Hunter this and Hunter that, and that maybe Hunter is trying to entrap his father and I'm and I'm thinking they're they're talking about this like like Biden is real and he's around but he, Biden isn't real I mean he he's been replaced or put a clone or something but uh, there is no Biden not well the thing on that is well people know it's not the real Biden now mm. they know it but there's those who don't want to accept it oh so they still play the game. Oh God! I, I can't wait till they stop playing. Yeah, it's just a game, just a game. Okay, so you guys want me to play that thing about the Texas border? Oh yes, yes. Okay, so um, Tucker is going to interview Governor Abbott, and then it's going to be A.G. Paxton, and then it's going to be uh, a trucker, because apparently they've got a trucking thing coming into play, uh, convoy that supposedly started yesterday. But anyway, let's play that. It's 14 minutes. On Monday, the Supreme Court of the United States ruled that the Biden administration is legally allowed to open the border by force to cut down razor wire along the Rio Grande sector of the U.S.-Mexico border in Texas. The usual suspects voted for this, Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, Kentaji Brown-Jackson, but they were joined by so-called conservative justices John Roberts and Amy Coney Barrett. So in response to this ruling, which shocked many, the governor of Texas, Greg Abbott, drafted a letter, not simply to the administration, but to the world. And here's part of what it says. Under President Biden's lawless border policies, more than six million illegal immigrants have crossed our southern border in just three years. That is more than the population of 33 different states in this country. This illegal refusal to protect the states has inflicted unprecedented harm on the people all across the United States. Abbott goes on to say the state of Texas has the authority under the Constitution to, quote, protect itself. That authority is the supreme law of the land, and it supersedes any federal statutes to the contrary. And then, following very quickly, 25 other states with Republican governors signed a letter pledging their support to Texas and its constitutional right to defend itself and this country. Those states include Ohio, Florida, Utah, Nevada, and many others. And then the Biden administration responded. The administration threatened These states, and particularly Texas, with a, quote, 24-hour deadline to allow Border Patrol to reopen the border and to take down the barbed wire. Clearly a collision course. What happens next? We're thankful to be joined now by Governor Greg Abbott of Texas, who joins us by phone from India. 
Governor Abbott, thank you so much for joining us. If the administration declares that it plans to federalize the National Guard of the state of Texas, your National Guard, what will be your response? Well, first, I'll be shocked. That would be a boneheaded move on his part, a total disaster. Uh, but for one, as you might imagine, we are prepared uh, in the event that that unlikely event does occur to, to make sure that we will be able to continue exactly what we've been doing over the past month, and that is uh, building these barriers, uh, and whether it be the Constantino wire or other uh, anti-climate border barriers, whatever we've been building, the Biden administration uh, is now trying to attack us because of it. Uh, and we will continue to do exactly what we're doing to expand our denial of illegal entry into the state of Texas. It, the, with state employees, I assume, not with National Guard. But w w can you envision a scenario in which you would put armed state employees on the border instead of the National Guard of Texas? We, we do have other armed state employees uh, on the border as we speak right this minute. And uh, that's the Texas Department of Public Safety, as well as other law enforcement officers, as well as National Guard from other states. And you can be assured there will be more National Guard from other states and more law enforcement officers within the state of Texas and other states. And, Tucker, I just signed a law, a new law in the state of Texas that will go into effect on March the 5th that authorizes any law enforcement officer in the state of Texas to be able to arrest anybody coming across the border illegally. Have you spoken to the president or anyone from the Biden White House about what appears to be uh, an imminent collision? I have not, to be clear. Uh, I have spoken to the president about the border. Uh, I met him on a tarmac in El Paso and talked to him directly about what was going on. I handed him a letter that had in it immediate solutions he could take that would immediately secure the border without the need of any new law to be passed. Despite the fact that I handed him uh, on altogether eight different letters, he has refused to ever respond. My point in telling you that, we have laid down the precursor of what's called Article Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution to show that uh, we have been invaded and we have demanded support from the president to safeguard our state, and they have refused to do so eight times, and that authorized me to, uh, uh, to declare an invasion under Article 1, Section 10 of the Constitution to make sure that Texas is going to be able to use every tool in our arsenal to defend our state. Uh, of the couple of dozen Republican-led states who've pledged support for you, um, how many do you think would send National Guard to Texas? I'll be shocked and disappointed if almost all of them do not send. There, there have been about 10 so far that have sent National Guard or uh, other law enforcement. They now are joined together with us, and this is a fight for the future of America, and they all know it. And so I believe that they will all be in on this effort. It's, it's just a remarkable moment, uh, and I know you're heading out, but my final question is, how do you see this resolving? What happens next? Well, Texas is going to continue to expand the border barriers that we are erecting, the razor wire that we're putting up, uh, and to continue to gain control of more land uh, over the coming months. I believe, however, that this will all come to an end on January the 20th, of next year, because I believe a new president will be sworn in, a president who will actually enforce the immigration laws of the entire country, not just the Texas border, but New Mexico and Arizona and California and the Canadian border also. Uh, and we will have safe and secure borders once again, because we will have a president who actually will enforce the laws of the United States of America.
But in the next year, are you concerned about any kind of conflict between state uh, forces, whether state employees or National Guard and federal forces? So, Tucker, all we can do is be as prepared as possible, deploy as many people as possible, uh, do as much as possible uh, to put up more border barriers uh, and deny illegal entry. Uh, and our head is down. We're working hard, uh, regardless of what the Biden administration is doing. Governor Greg Abbott of Texas joining us now from India. Thank you very much, Governor. The state of Texas appears to be on a kind of collision course with the Biden administration, with the federal government over the southern border. Can it be protected or must the... Inv- talking to a weirdo. So then I said to him, who the hell... ...continue. The Supreme Court has waited on this to some limited extent, but it hasn't solved the problem or answered the question. So what happens now? Things are moving very quickly, and it seemed like there was no one better to tell us what the future may hold than the Attorney General of the state in question, Ken Paxton, who joins us now. Mr. Attorney General, thank you so much for coming on. So that that's the question. Where where does this go? It it's, seems like there are two large forces speeding toward each other, no one's swerving. What happens, do you think? You know, I don't think anybody knows exactly what happened because we're in uncharted territory where we have a federal government that has largely not just ignored federal law, not just ignored their constitutional role to protect the state and the country. They're actually participating with the cartels and bringing people here as fast as they possibly can. I just don't think we've ever seen anything like this in our country where we have a federal government not just not doing their job, but affirmatively working with bad people to do bad things to the country. I just, I don't remember anything like this. So can I just ask you something there? Since you're a law enforcement, you're the chief law enforcement officer of your state, can you assess whether what the Biden administration is doing now is, strictly speaking, criminal? Are they breaking the law in how they're handling the border? I, I think they are. I mean, they're taking federal law and dismantling it. It's, it's, he has a constitutional duty to implement what has been put in place by the elected representatives. Yes. And he's just not doing that. And he's making up his own rules as we go that allow the cartels to gain a foothold, a strong, a really strong foothold in the United States, not just in my state, but really across the, they're building a network across the country so that they can keep doing this well after Biden's gone. So uh, just to like the next few days or weeks or months or who knows, the Biden administration has effectively threatened your state and said you've got 24 hours to do something. What are they demanding that you do, and where does this go short term, do you think? You know, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure what we're supposed to do. I mean, is it we're supposed to let them uh, help them cut down wire and fences? We weren't ordered to do that by anybody that, that, that I know of, and so we have no obligation to help them violate federal law, and we're not going to do it. And I don't think Abbott's going to give in. I certainly don't plan on giving in. So they're pushing us to help them, and we're not going to help them violate federal law. We're going to try to defend our border the best we can with the resources we have. And, you know, my job is to do it in court. Abbott has other resources at his disposal, and I hope he uses every single one of them to stop this. There's not one power center in this country, the media, the government at all levels and both parties, big business. There's not one power center in the United States that would like to see secure borders. And so, of course, we haven't had secure borders, and now we're being invaded, and no one's really doing anything about it. So it's just a matter of time before citizens who love their country, in many cases who have served their country overseas, decided to 
get a little more active in protecting their country. And that's why we're about to see the Take Our Border Back convoy. It begins on January 29th. Truckers, bikers, anyone who wants to come and protect the United States and demand that our government secure our southern border is welcome. They'll be driving to Texas, and one of the people who will help them navigate that state is Doc Pete Chambers. Chambers is, true to his title, a physician. He's a former Green Beret. He was recently down in Eagle Pass, Texas, and here's part of what he saw. Doc Chambers from uh, Eagle Pass, Texas. Today's the 18th of December. We're out here uh, at the point of entry. 5,000 are sitting on the ground right now. It's increasing as we, as we go along. Information that we've received says another 7,000 should be processed through this particular point by morning. Uh, Joe and I have been here many times. Last time we were down here, we were in uniform. And now I'm a civilian and uh, in the Army of God. So uh, we'll keep to- telling truths. And uh, you need to get this video to your legislators and tell them, in the state of Texas particularly, this is out of control. So not surprisingly, Doc Pete Chambers has been attacked by dying legacy media outlets as a deeply scary person because your country being invaded is not scary. It's all totally normal. We thought it would be worth talking to Doc Pete Chambers about what he expects to happen with this convoy and his role in it. He joins us now. Doc Chambers, thank you so much for coming on. It's great to be here, Tucker. So um, what can we expect with this convoy? Can you describe what it is and what its purpose is? Right. This is a peaceful assembly. This is what we do as Americans. This is how we get we shed light to a subject. This shedding of the light will result in exposing, really, what an open border policy looks like. Yes. We know that, that you know, we know the problem sets in Texas. But literally, I, could, I promise you this, that 40 miles north of that border, there will be people that will never have heard of the border problem because they just watch mainstream media. Yes. And so this is what that is about. And so can you tell us the route of the convoy and who you expect to join it? Right. Uh, so, so right now they're going to be leaving out of, on the 29th, uh, Virginia Beach, which is where the 1607 Covenant, the landing, uh, was signified the uh, John Smith landing in 1607, where they played, yes. planted a cross on the beach and said, hey, we, this is a covenant to this nation, to God. Uh, and, and then they're going to leave from there, and they're going to go down through Florida. They're going to cut across Highway 10 through Louisiana, Baton Rouge, Houston, into uh, Dripping Springs, Texas, where I'll be working out of, and then on to near Eagle Pass. Now, I'm part of the advisory of this, and, and as, I, as I advised, I used to be in that same unit that's down there. That's the unit that has a streamer on it from the Alamo. It's a very historic Texas unit. And so they are down there holding line. And I know those soldiers. I worked with them. I, 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 I took care of them as a doctor with uh, Operation Lone Star. They're busy. So the, the, the convoy is going to go just a little bit shy, just a little bit to the north, really, uh, in, a, in an area about 30 miles away in Kimato, Texas, to a children's camp. A lady, a beautiful lady down there who has taken care of orphans and widows. You can't write this stuff in a book. I, I couldn't make this up. But she was overrun, first of all, by the COVID mandates that said you got to shut down. You can't keep running this shelter, number one. Number two, she was overrun by the numbers of, of volumes of uh, illegals that were coming through her neighborhood trying to get into her food pantry. And then number three, the cartels are a significant presence in that area because that is the end point of where they do the end around. 
So we are looking at the bright, shiny object that is Eagle Pass. That's a bright, shiny object. Look here. The droids that you're not looking for, if you will, are just to the north, right in that location. And so what, what this is going to do is it's going to bring light to it because we have to understand that there is a constitution, both state and federal, and that we have to, number one, expose those that argue things in the Hegelian dialectics, if you will, of tort law, and look at the Constitution, which is exactly what this is a focus. On the Constitution, we the people. That's why we the people will be riding along, mama bears, cops, veterans, truckers, uh, and going to that location to bring light. There is nothing nefarious about this. There is, matter of fact, I am suggesting to them that they, that they and they know this, they know this, that this is a peaceful demonstration. This is, this is how this will be. So, get your trucks all revved up. <laughs> Dolly, they'll be going pretty close to you. Really? Yeah. Are they taking 95? North? Well, they said they were coming down to Florida and going... Oh, down. Route 10. Ah, that's not close to me. No? That's it's up by Jacksonville. So they're going, You got they're, me all excited there. So they're just going <laughs> to hit the top of the... Yeah, uh, the, what do they call it? Panhandle. The panhandle, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But if, if, but if the issue is happening in Texas, why, why is Florida getting involved? Because they're they travel to it. Oh, I see. Okay. They're going to Texas. They're going to go through all these states that, you know, are, are, every state's a border state. But they're going oh, through these states because what they, well, I remember I was talking to Jeff, uh, my buddy from the military, and he was up in D.C. and he was on the Beltway. And he just would call me every Sunday, you know, we chat for a while while he's driving. And he got stuck in a, a convoy, a trucker's <laughs> convoy. And it, so for probably 45 minutes... I traveled with him as he was going by. They, they weren't blocking. They were blocking the two lanes to the right, but the one on the you know the far left was open, and it was just such a, a a high. And I wasn't even there, but to see this, you know, and I mean, he's he's traveling a little faster than they are, and he's traveling for forty minutes, and he's still in the truck and the truck convoy so you get a feeling for how big these things are and like i said on uh say what show that my friend in uh well peter uh he has a sister that was visiting and she went back to germany and i said to him well did she get home all right and he said i don't know because in germany the farmers with the truckers uh, going along with them uh, had shut down all of the train tracks in Germany and all of the highways when she flew into Fa Frankfurt. So I, I don't know if she's home yet, and that was last week. But um, oh, wow. these things are effective. And if you remember the what happened with the Canadian truckers, you know, I mean, it's like it's, it it doesn't affect everybody because again who's going to follow all these things but they did one from California into Washington it was the you know one that I got involved with and 
you know, I mean, it was like, was it well known by the people who were trying to wake up? Probably not. But is it a way of a rallying point to demonstrate how many people are really concerned? Instead of this BS that you get on mainstream media that, oh, there's not a problem here. Look over there. Yeah, um, these, these people are not in favor of, of, of all this... Uh what do you call it, cutting down the barbed wire. No, these people are defending their country, you know. Well, see, what happened was it was really strange because the, the, the case, the legal case that was brought before the Supreme Court was Texas saying we have a right to protect this part of the border because the government is not. And... The, gov- the Supreme Court didn't make a decision on that. It sent it back to the uh, court beneath it, the appeals court. And the only thing they said was, and this is what baffled legal experts that I was listening to, what they said was nothing to do with you know, constitutional law. They simply said, well, the federal government, while this is under appeal, has the right to cut the wire. That's all, that's all it said. So Texas said, well, they didn't tell us to take it down. They said they had the right to cut the wire, which was the Supreme Court's, let's say, uh, position that they were answering the legal question because the Fed said that by putting up the wire, the federal government couldn't do this job that included saving people that were in the river, which was all such bogus shit. Um, So that was their cover. Well, if they have to cut the wire, they have the right to do it, (laughs) you know, but they didn't specify any of this. So the Texans said, well, they didn't tell us not to, so they've been putting up more and more and more wire. Mm -hmm. If the feds come in to cut it, they want to, I think it was Paxton actually said it. He said, if they come in to cut it, I hope they bring a lot of cutters, a lot of wire cutters, because there's, you know, it, and it's this razor wire. It's called Constantina Bio, and it's razor. I mean, it's like razor blades on the top of it. You know, it's, it's so dangerous. It's unbelievable. So, you know, it, it it's just, but, and then, you know, the, uh, border Patrol is murmuring, we're not going to, we're not going to get, in, no, we're not going to do that, even if they order us in. And even if they tried to federalize the National Guard, um, it's not likely that that's going to happen either. So, the, and, and it would be stupid, it would, you know, they would be declaring civil war on half of the country. The federal government would be. Because you've got all these other governors that are saying, we're standing with Texas. So, um, Walt, you might want to think about moving into a Republican state. <laughs> otherwise, or otherwise, you're going to be our enemy. <laughs> You'll be in an en- enemy territory. <laughs> it's, it's really pathetic. We'll have to smuggle you out if you don't get out before... <laughs> They take over. If I can, if I could move, but in our condition, neither of us can move. 
my mom's stuck in the, the hospital, so uh, so uh, an act of God, something that would pull me out of here. Uh, if I, I wish I had access to uh, what do you call it, space age uh, technology, and I could teleport out of here. <laughs> Well, the key to it is is that none of this is going to happen. It's what they would like to happen. They're setting it up to happen, but it's not going to happen. Because we know and they're that trying to scare people. They're too. trying to scare people. We're not scared anymore. It's like, no, mm-hmm. I never was. I was I was scared that they were going to succeed. I wasn't scared of them. I've never been a scared of them. A scared? Mm-hmm. Scared of them. Um because I guess because I've seen the power of people who are spiritually connected, how powerful they are, that all these little people running around greedy and trying to get power were just like, you know, termites. They they just never impressed me. So... I haven't, you know, I, I don't, I never fell into fear. But hey, I was George Patton. He was kind of fearless. <laughs> oh, very interesting. Thank you for mentioning George Patton, because uh, uh, Janine was saying how they did a, a deep dive with uh, John Claude, and uh, they mentioned George Patton because there was a some kind of um, connection, like some kind of alien connection between George. It's something to do with a... There was some connection and somehow George Patton was um, connected to these these uh, aliens. So it, it, it was very interesting. I'm sorry I don't remember the, the, the whole thing that she said about in the thing, but it was a something that they did a deep dive, and it turns out that George Patton uh, had this alien connection. So yeah, the alien. Uh, of the, course, of course, and, and then I realized, of course, the, Nancy's the alien. So, so obviously she's connected to these people. <laughs> the alien connection was through the Spear of Destiny. Because mm. the spear of destiny is some kind of an alien thing. I, I don't see it. I, I cannot trace it down in the human, you know, it, I, you can pick it up in history. But before that, where did it come from? But, yeah. um, yes, he had, a, he had an, it, they took the energy from the spear of destiny and put it inside Patton. And when he died, that energy went into three different crystals. I've done shows on this, Walt, because... Mm. It, well, I mean, we, I've got the Spear of Destiny energy sitting in front of me, but it's also been given to every light worker. Uh, Gaia herself gave did that. But anyway, long story. Lots of great uh-huh. stories on this this show. All right, so we're in the last minute here. You guys want to say adios? Good night, everybody. Thank you for ha- having me. and uh, I enjoy being here. And don't forget Love Luck. It's all over the place. Good night, y'all. Thanks, Walt, for coming back. Teaching, preaching, the unknown, unknown, unknown. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. 
Thank you for listening. Choose your heart as a guide.